Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's Clocked In with Jordan Edwards here. Hey, what's going on, guys? I got a very special guest here, Teddy Mormontoy, who is actually my tour guide on the Machu Picchu Inca Trail, Inca Classic Trail. And what Teddy also has is he's a small business owner, um, but he's also one of the most down-to-earth people that I've ever met. Um, he's Peruvian, and it, it's just been a pleasure to have him. So, Teddy, how are we doing? And tell the people what we're up to right now. Hi, guys. How's it going? As he said, my name is Teddy. Um, right now we are in the in the classic Inca Trail. We are doing right now the third day, right? We are close to Machu Picchu right now, right? So the classic Inca Trail is one of the most important hiking activities in Cusco. Amazing, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a phenomenal time. We're actually on day three camp, and where where did we just go? Well, tomorrow earlier in the morning, we will go to Machu Picchu, which is one of the seven wonders of the world, <laughs> right? So it's something that you, you should see once in your life. Absolutely. And Teddy, how many times have you um, showed people this track, the Inca Classic? Well, before the pandemic situation started, uh, I used to be in Machu Picchu many times. I did the classic Inca Trail before the pandemic situation started, almost 75 times, right? Uh, that was during the year, of course, <laughs> and almost six times during the month. Yeah, which is absolutely incredible because if you think about it, each Inca Trail is four days, six days, six times a month, 24 days. There's only six days left over. That's incredible. So, Teddy, where did you grow up? I was born in the Sacred Valley in Urbamba, uh, which is not far away from Cusco region. So I've been living there until to finish my high school with my parents and my four sisters and my brother. Then I went to Cusco to study. Well, I was planning to take the exam for the university first, but then I decided to study tourism and also English in institutes. Amazing. And just so the people understand, how does the Peru school system work? Well, we have the private schools, private universities as well, and the public ones. But to study in the private ones, you have to make a lot of money, of course. Yeah, so for that reason, most of the people just study in the public schools mostly. Yeah, and to go to off to university or any which way, 
is that basically a, it's a test that you need to take? Uh, yeah, you have to take an exam, right, to enter to the university and also to some public institutes as well. But thanks to the help of my parents, I studied in a private institute and I finished the career. I'm a technician in tourism, right, and I studied English as well in a language school for three years. Yeah, his English is very good. And so when, so when did you start uh, giving out these tours? What age? Well, I started to be a tour guide at the age of 22. It's already eight years working as a tour guide, doing especially hiking activities out of Cusco, right? Not only the classic Inca Trail, also the Salcante Trek. I went to Choquequira and many other hikes, <laughs> which are spectacular because there are... Uh, there are uh, archaeological remains as well as natural remains as well. Or, I mean, spectacular landscapes. Yeah, absolutely. And for someone who doesn't know about the Incas and what they're all about, how has, why is this trail so special? Well, this trail, which is going to Machu Picchu, was one of the many, many trails that are that are located everywhere in Peru, not only in Peru, also in Bolivia, Argentina. And one of the trails is going all the way up until Ecuador as well, right? So it's, it's a huge network in this case that is connecting many different regions. Yeah, and these regions, um, so they're all interconnected. And when, when did the Inca, when did people find out about the Inca? Like where did this whole Inca thing start? Well... Uh, well, everything started long time ago, but uh, there are a lot of professionals dedicating their time to study uh, about the Incas, right? Their expansion period. But besides that, they make a lot of archaeological diggings in order to discover how was their lifestyle. But besides that, right? What were the use of the archaeological sites in? In real, in reality, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and throughout our travels, we've seen many different archaeological sites. Um, and the coolest part is that they all are super resourceful. Like you were saying before, they all have their things they need and how they utilize this. And did you learn this in the tourism school? Oh yeah, that's what that's what we learn, right? Uh, well, in the institutes. You learn the techniques of, for example, how to lead a group, right? Not exactly a lot of history, right? All the history you learn reading the books, right? Because there are all their books that were written by the chroniclers during the uh, colonial period, but also modern researchers, they have their own books as well, and they discovered amazing things about the Incas in general. Yeah, absolutely. And for you, like what you mentioned leadership, you learned that at the Institute. What, what were some of the examples of that? Because I've seen that throughout the trail thus far where you're always checking on people, you're making sure that everyone's all right. But even more than that, you're going a step further and including everyone. Like, uh, So just explain to the group how real time, how the leadership worked and how that all interacted. All right. Whenever we have a group of people that will do the classic Inca Trail. First, we introduce ourselves, right? And we try to encourage them to enjoy the classic Inca Trail or any other hike. 
Yes, so we are always telling them to be positive, to do everything with positive mental attitude. And also we are trying to all the time remember, we are, try, we are always trying to remind them that they are in their vacation, right? Because uh, there is a famous saying which is YOLO, you only live once. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen this throughout. Um, and one of the biggest things that I enjoyed about thus far and how far we've gone is the fact that we're always enjoying the journey. It's not really about the destination. Can you dive into that a little bit? Oh, exactly. Yeah, because uh, when you are in the classic Inca Trail or in, in any other hike, uh, you are out of the cities, right? So it means that you are not with a lot of people, so you forget even the traffic. You forget even your work. You are just in full connection with the Mother Earth, and you are always focused in order to complete the days, but having a lot of fun, taking a lot of photos, enjoying the landscapes that are amazing when, whenever, whenever you do the hikes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as Teddy was saying, the coolest part is the first day, we, how far did we go? How many, like, what's the trail broken down into so that people well, can follow it? The classic Inca Trail in general, it's 45 uh, kilometers of distance. The first day we did 14 kilometers. The second day we did uh, 16. Then today we did uh, 14 kilometers and tomorrow we're going to we're gonna do six more. <laughs> yeah, so these are no joke days. And the, the best part about it going in with the group is there's only eight people in our group. We have 14 porters. We have one chef and we have one Teddy. So that is not that many people. And the coolest, and if you're hearing echoes, that's the tent that we're in as we're, we're out here. Um, I haven't had service in three days and it's amazing immersing ourselves. But Teddy, for you, it's bigger than that. Like when we, when we got here today, I, I know that you mentioned before we started this trail, every time you guys are like, thank you for allowing us to do the trail. Like, thank you for making this possible to the people. So like, what, how has COVID affected you and also the tourism in general? Well, unfortunately, uh, our economical activity, tourism was badly affected, right? Because since the COVID situation started, we... We were locked down, basically. We stayed in our houses. Police were outside. Even the army, right, were outside. People that went outside went just to buy the principal supplies or any other medicine. Otherwise, they, 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 they would get uh, taxes or punishments or they can go even to jail, right? So we've been dealing for almost two years right, with this COVID situation. But now the restrictions are getting softer. Um, but, but for me, it was another experience because uh, the COVID situation woke me up, right? Because I was thinking that I will live just of tourism all my life. But then I realized that tourism, it's very important but it's not everything that you have to make, right? So for that reason, luckily, three months before the COVID situation started, I was running already my own business 
this it is not related with tourism it's more related with restaurants so i open it uh, a pizza place right so three months before the covid situation started yeah so uh, so then uh, during the following months after the lockdown started uh, we have a lot of challenges right because we were selling the pizzas with the door closed Right, we were making deliveries as well, but after that, when the when the uh, well, when it, everything was flexible, we started to work harder and harder, right? And now the business it's it's okay. So basically, during the pandemic situation, I've been living thanks to the small business that I made. Absolutely incredible. And the best part, the thing that really caught me is that you said uh, early in my life, I thought tourism was everything. And then I realized that it wasn't in the regard of there's other aspects to life. And it's not just being all in on something, but it's more about diversifying yourself so that you are able to cover. And for a lot of us, like what we see um, from my experience is a lot of my friends, uh, they have food, shelter, and clothing. In Peru, you have to go out there and get that each and every day because there is, there's a large poverty aspect and like there's a lot of people struggling. So can you just, like, where did this headspace even to come up with, hey, I'm not just a tour guide. I'm also a pizza owner and I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a small bit. Like, it's fascinating to me. And that's really why I wanted to have you on, Teddy, because as soon as I met you, your mind state is also like, keep me young. Let me do this. And it, and it really made me like, I was like, wow, like this guy's got something special. Mm-hmm. Um, so Teddy, just kind of dive into that a little more. Well, something uh, that I discovered during the COVID situation is that we have to do a lot of things in order to have more uh, more work. Yeah, because uh, the reason why I started to make this business, the pizza place, it's because before to be a tour guide, I used to work in a pizza place, right? So that's how I obtained all the, all the knowledge in order to make the pizzas. And now... Uh, I'm working in the pizza place at the same time as a tour guide as well. So I'm in the Inca Trail right now, but my brother is in charge of the business right now as well as my girlfriend. Yeah, and that that's what it's all about. It's about scaling yourself out so that you are not the only one working it. So the coolest thing was is you, you told me some stories earlier about you getting enough money to save up to even start this business. Like, Where did that start for you and... How are you saving and do you spend ridiculously? Do you not spend? How do you take care of it? All that. Well, uh, since I started to work as a tour guide, I started to save money. It's funny how I started to save because most of the people, uh, when I said saving, probably are thinking that I was saving in the bank, but it was not in the bank. Uh, whenever I finish it, the classic Inca Trail or any other hike, and then, um, and then my clients get me some personal appreciation. I put, I used to put the money, right, in between the pages of my books, <laughs> right. So after to join um, an amount like one thousand or two thousand, I used to take the money, and then I went to the bank to put in a bank account. 
So that's how I save money, right? To be honest with you, after working uh, seven years, I joined 150,000 soles, right? So part of that money right now is invested in a small apartment, but it's not physical yet. I have just two rooms. I just bought the air, right, of the third floor. And in the future, I'm planning to make a nice apartment to live with my family there. Then part of that money was also spent, right, in my small business, which hopefully working hard, going to be big in the future. I love that. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. That's amazing. And the coolest part is the forward thinking. So for you, was there times when you're like, so people hear that like, oh, he's got this many solas. And to give everyone perspective, solas is the currency in Peru. And um, that that's how they're paid. Um, and that's how they save their money. But for you saying that you made that much solas, is that like, does that mean that you can go buy the nicest car, go buy the nicest thing? Like, or, or like, how did that all come to be for you? Because the reason I say this is because financial literacy is one of the big issues that I care about. And it's also a big issue in America, but I could imagine even more here where people are just spending incorrectly, <laughs> to be honest. And it's not that one's right or one's wrong, but it's just, you can save a little bit and invest in your future. And that can really make a big difference. Yeah, well, well, 125,000 soles is not a lot of money here in Peru, but it's enough capital to do something, right? Because your lifestyle, lifestyle in other countries is different compared with Peru, right? Here all the things are cheap. Right, but not all the people hate that that amount easily, right? I have many of my colleagues that started to work ten years before I did, right? They they didn't have that amount of money because unfortunately, they started to spend the money, right, in other things like, for example, alcohol and stuff like that, right? But not me. I decided to save, but obviously. I put some money aside as well to travel for vacation, right? To eat well, to buy clothes, right? And other things. Yeah, and that's incredible because you mentioned about saving for vacation and saving for that. And that is, that's basically what me and my friends are doing right now. We're on the Inca Trail. Like this is my vacation. And the reason we're doing this is because it allows you to broaden your perspective, so for you, what do you view spending money on vacation? Is that is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that a powerful thing? Is that a helpful thing? Is that an investment? Or where, where does that all come from? Well, uh, to travel for vacation, it's also investment. Yeah, because life is not only everything about money. You know, you know that. Yeah, because we only live once. And also, we don't know when we are going to abandon this world, you know, right? So when you are still alive, you have to enjoy life. Saving is good, right, for difficult situations like the one that we are having right now. But 
whenever everything it's okay right you don't you have to save of course but part of money you have to invest as well in your pleasure you have to travel because travel is also learning as well as my friends right now they are learning about the inca culture about the traditions here about our porters uh, and, and are working hard as well yeah uh, yeah don't mean to interrupt but what's a porter not saying for me, but for the listeners, I didn't know what a porter was. What's a porter? All right. A porter, it's a person that works hard. Yeah, because during the four days that we do the classic in Quechuel, right, probably some of you might be thinking that we carry all the camping equipment as well as the, as well as our duffel bags uh, on the, on the back of the horses or mules. Let me tell you that you are wrong <laughs> because we travel with people, our porters. So people carry all the stuff all the way up and down, right? Until the last camping spot, which is before to reach Machu Picchu. All right. So each one of them are people from the highlands, right? They are humble people. They work a lot in order to sustain their families as well. And they carry heavy loads. Each one of them carry 25 kilos all the way up until uh, 13,700 feet of elevation or 4,215 meters above the sea level. It's crazy, right? Because the classic Inca Trail without them would be impossible to do, right? Uh, because each one of the tourists would need to carry with all their day backpacks, more than 30 kilos in total. Yeah, and we I'm maybe carrying like four kilos, <laughs> and it is unbelievably heavy because the hikes that we're going on are just treacherous, especially Dead Woman's Pass. It, it's not to be messed with, so the porters are a very pivotal role into what we're doing. Um, but before we, as we keep going, I want to, kind of dive into your investment mindset. Where did you get that? Because uh, you mentioned to me earlier that your your dad was a farmer, right? And your mom was uh, manning the house and you had six, there's you and five others. So where did investing come in for you? Well, I've been learning because daily life is, it's just cool, guys. Right, so whenever you have a new experience, you are learning for the future. So it happened to me when when I finished high school, I went to Cusco, um, and I find out that you can get anything if you don't have money. Right, so then I started to work at a younger age. And how old were you? Fifteen years old when I started to work. With some help of my parents, I was studying, but it was not enough money, right? Then I started to work doing a lot of things. I worked in restaurants, cleaning the cooking pots, cleaning the buildings, right? Then I started to learn how a person was making pizzas next to next uh, next to me because uh, the restaurant where I used to work used to be... Um, a restaurant in the morning, but in the afternoon used to be a pizza place. Then asking the owner, 
right, uh, of this of the of the amount of salary that the person that used to make the pizzas, right? I discovered that it was a good work. So then I started to help him without any salary, just to learn, right? Then, then when this guy decided to move to another place, I decided to. I decided to do the pixels because I was learning already. So then my salary was much better, right? Then after to learn a lot of, about pixels, I went to different restaurants and salary was good. And I, and I started to have a better life condition, you know? Yeah. And it, it's through the continuous learning. And with you being also a tour guide, you get exposure to people on an international scale that I've never seen. Like I've never thought about it, but I've also never seen it. In which case you're meeting people from all over the world. Like people in our group, like there's two girls from Italy, there's two there's a couple from France, there's me and my three buddies from the US. Like it, it's fascinating. You meet yeah. all of these different people and then you're from Peru. So it's cool getting exposure to meet all these different people. But I really like the headspace of the continuing learning. So for you, what are some things because I've, I've realized as we've been going on this trip you live life in a beautiful way where you you'll we've walked through the Inca Trail and there's things that you've seen 75 100 200 times and you're like Jordan look how beautiful that is and I'm like how do you still feel that way about certain things because it, it's it's amazing and it, it's something that a lot of us need help with so how, how do you do that well, it's because uh, when I decided to study tourism, I used to love already the career. And also, I'm not a, a city person. Um, I really love to stay all, all the time out of the cities. Because when I was living in my hometown as well, I used to do small hikes. I used to travel with my father as well outside of the cities. Right, so it means that whenever I walk all the way up to the classic Inca Trail or any other hike, right, I feel connected with the Mother Earth, right. Uh, I I like to see the mountains. Um, I'm always wondering how small I am compared with the huge mountains. Then my mind mind goes farther, and I am always seeing how small I am compared with the world. Right, and that's how I started to appreciate right the importance of the mountains, the importance of the of the water, rivers, and everything, Inclu- including to see the clear skies with a lot of the stars, to see the Milky Way. Right, then I started to learn also photography, and I like to take photos of the landscapes, especially the Milky Way. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and we got to see the Milky Way last night. And one of the things that I've taken away and learned from Teddy uh, just over these past couple of days is that you really have to, if you find something that you enjoy, you have to go do that even if you're not getting paid. And by that, what I mean is the first thing he did was the pizza. He did the pizzas. He saw, he learned from the guy that this could be a good business, wanted to learn, wasn't getting paid. And then he started getting paid, but that it all started with that. He's doing the camera thing. Is he getting paid to shoot pictures right now? Are you getting paid to shoot pictures right now? Uh, well, um, well, uh, to take photos is just for fun. I'm not trying to make any money with that. 
I uploaded a lot of photos to my social media, to my Instagram, to Facebook as well. I got a lot of likes, right? But that's not the idea. The idea is not to make it to, it's not to get likes. The idea is to share what I see, right? Taking photos with my camera. Yeah, which is beautiful. And that, that's, that's the point I'm even hammering on more is the fact that he is aware enough that he doesn't take the photo because it's not what do the other people that I'm posting about it think, but it's, this is what I find beautiful. Do you enjoy it? Like, do you like it? Like you can give whatever opinion you want, but this is what I think is awesome. And I mean, that's where Teddy kind of dives in a bunch of different directions. And that's why I think it's so fascinating. So Teddy, for you, where, where do you see yourself going? Like down the line, you're only 30 years old. Birthday's coming up soon though. Um, where, where, what do you see down the future? Like you're definitely investing. You want things to grow. Like, what do you see? Well, I have a long-term goal, which is to have a business that will be profitable, that will give me enough money for me and my future family, right? So the idea is to be self-independent. That's the main goal, right? So to have a business that will give me money and then I will have enough... uh, enough money to travel as well because this world is not only Peru. There are several places everywhere with spectacular landscapes as well as as well as cities full with history. Yeah, so my goal is to have financial um well, I, I want to be financially financially sustainable, right? That's the most important thing. Yeah, so financial freedom. So basically your business makes you enough money, which you don't have to be part of the business, but it keeps making you money, and then you're able to go travel the world with your family. Is that? Am I understanding you correctly? Uh, yeah, that's right. I started with a small business, right, which is the Pizza Place, but in the future, I would like to have more more places, right? Uh, with my commercial name, which is Dead Pizzas and Pastas, right? So, so I would like to do something else. Maybe I would like to open and a tour agency, right? And uh, the nicest part to open an agency will be that I will keep a lot of uh, employees to the people, including our beloved porters yeah and that's one of the most amazing things about teddy is his understanding of the people but also realizing that entrepreneurship provides jobs for those around to help them have a better life as well yeah that's right Uh, whenever you make a business right you create a lot of work which is something that we need nowadays because the current situation Caused they lose a lot of employees, so there is a lot of unemployment right now everywhere. So people, some people are desperate, and whenever we're gonna create new businesses, we're gonna create working opportunities as well for everybody. Amazing, Teddy. Amazing. Are there any last things you want to leave for the people? Well, there is something that I would like to tell you guys. If you are list, listening, I would like to tell you. Uh, that life is only once, right? 
So do whatever you want, but also think that there will be difficult situations, right? So it means that you can enjoy life, but also you have to put some of your money aside to be ready for that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And what is a good amount, like a good, a good percentage or a good method to do? Well, you don't need to put your whole salary in the bank. Put just a percentation. That's enough, right? And the rest use to buy clothes, whatever you want. But and a small percentation will be enough because as soon as time will pass, At the end, when you will need it, you're going to have enough. Yeah, and that feeling is uh, a big life-changing feeling, right? It is, yeah. It's life, life-changing, of course. Yeah, because it tends to this smart decision of saving guys. I didn't have a hard time during the pandemic situation, right? So I didn't have any problems. I didn't, ha I didn't have uh, the necessity to go out right, to look for a work, right? So this small decision, right, helped me a lot. It's helping my brother right now because he's working there. And I would like to involve some members of my family in the future as well. So um, whenever you're going to have enough capital, don't have fear to invest. Yeah, and let's dive into that. I know I just said it was ending, but let's keep going. Let's dive into that a little bit. What, what, what's that fear element that you're talking about and how how'd you overcome that? Yeah, whenever someone is trying to make a, a business, the first fear that will come to their mind is going to be to have, um, to, to have a not successful business. Right? That will be the first thing. Failure is, is, is the thing. Right? But even failure is experience, guys. When I started uh, my own business, I was, I was thinking, to be honest with you in the beginning, that I will, that I will, uh, that I will not be successful. But then... Uh, one of my friends, which is also another investor, told me, hey, don't have fear. Go for it. And I did it. And it's working very well right now. So don't have fear. The starting point is difficult. But after that, everything gets much better. I love that. And that, that's all it is. You got to get started and you got to put that in and you got to do that first investment or you got to do whatever that is for you just to overcome that fear of failure so that you're living the life that you want to live. And that's what we're here today to do is to help you get there. So we'll try this again. Teddy, any last thoughts, anything you want to leave with the audience? Because, dude, you've made my trip unbelievable, but you've also made everyone else on it. And you're a real um, inspiration to all. Anyone who travels and is lucky enough to have you really... It, it does make the difference and uh, your awareness and service, it, it really doesn't go unnoticed and it, it's at a very high level. And I, I just wanted you to know that from me, but so, so for you, what, what are your last comments? And um, yeah, I really appreciated our time. 
Well, uh, my last words gonna be, guys, wherever you are, I would like to, t I would like to say thank you to each one of you guys. If you are having a bad time, don't give up. Keep fighting. Life is not easy, but making a lot of efforts, you can change your life. Thank you very much. Amazing, Teddy. Awesome. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.